I'm Mordecai Sums, and this is your weekly roundup from America's Frontline News. Nineteen attorneys general are launching an investigation into America's six largest banks that are heavily involved in Environmental, Social, and Governance, or ESG, a way of grading companies, countries, and people based on how well they conform. The more environmentally friendly or racially inclusive a company purports to be, the more worthy of investment. If a company's ESG score is below certain thresholds, they are not to be invested in at all. The attorneys general served civil investigative demands to Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo, all of whom are involved with the United Nations' so-called Net Zero Banking Alliance. The project's aim is for the world's largest banks to include only ESG-compliant companies in their investment and lending portfolios by the year 2050. Meanwhile, the same six banks will also participate in a climate scenario exercise conducted by the Federal Reserve. According to a statement by the Federal Reserve Board, six of the nation's largest banks will participate in a pilot climate scenario analysis exercise purportedly designed to enhance the ability of supervisors and firms to measure and manage climate-related financial risks. The simulation will test the resilience of the banks under different hypothetical climate scenarios. The exercise will commence early 2030 and is expected to finish at the end of the year. While the nature of these climate-related financial risks is unclear, the Fed statement claims the exercise will be exploratory in nature and does not have capital consequences. The Federal Reserve Board offered no further clarity, only making reference to undefined variables such as so-called climate pathways. The climate exercise may validate predictions that banks and financial institutions will become the new legislatures as they force individuals and companies into ESG compliance, with J.P. Morgan Chase's website stating, ESG matters are an important consideration in how we do business. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, who heads one of the world's largest investment firms, was candid about how his company approaches ESG, stating in 2017, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we're forcing behaviors. Last week, BlackRock was downgraded by UBS analysis Brennan Hawken, who slashed the company's stock price from $700 to $585 and changed its rating from buy to neutral. In a statement, Hawken said, We are downgrading BlackRock to neutral based on environmental pressure to earnings and risk from the firm's ESG positioning. A new mobile app feature from Australia's Commonwealth Bank tracks the so-called carbon footprints of its customers based on their transactions. The app then analyzes the customer's carbon footprint, including how many trees were claimed destroyed by the customer's living life. The customer is notified within the app and is offered the opportunity to pay a fee to offset their alleged harm to the environment. As for the fee customers are offered by Commonwealth Bank to atone for changing the weather, it is unclear who is the end recipient, what it is used for, if any individual or business profits from this fee, or exactly how the fee is used to rectify the environment. Neither Commonwealth Bank nor app developer Kogo responded to America's Frontline News' request for answers. Psychiatric physician Dr. Aaron Heriati said, The biomedical security state will soon have the infrastructure in place for policies including digital IDs and central bank digital currencies. He concluded, These will be tied to digital health passport systems already tested and developed during the pandemic. Leicester police last week urged UK citizens to report people for, quote, misnaming those who claim to have changed their gender by referring to them by their previous name. In August, a decorated British war veteran was arrested for malicious communications after police received a complaint about one of his social media posts. The arresting officer explained the arrest was, quote, because somebody has been caused, obviously, anxiety based on your social media post. That is why you've been arrested. 
Meanwhile, the House of Commons Tuesday passed a sweeping new surveillance bill to electronically tag protesters who have not been convicted of a crime. The bill, which passed by 276 to 231 votes, aims to grant police and courts more power to prevent protests and the ability to electronically monitor protesters with an ankle tag before being tried in a court of law. While introducing the bill, former Home Secretary Priti Patel said, What we have seen in recent years is a rise in criminal, disruptive, and self-defeating guerrilla tactics carried out by a selfish few in the name of protest. ReclaimTheNet.org reports the bill still needs to pass through the House of Lords and also requires a royal assent before becoming law. The Daily Telegraph Sunday ran an expose that found the UK's National Health Service has been requiring newborn deaths to be recorded as stillbirths. The report prompted accusations the NHS was trying to avoid scrutiny, as stillbirths require no coroner investigation, whereas newborn deaths do. The investigation found six children who died before they left hospital were wrongly described as stillborn. Several of the children lived for minutes, and one lived for five days. In one case, an obstetrician reported being pressured by an NHS manager to say a baby he had delivered was stillborn in order to be loyal to the trust. OBGYN Dr. James Thorpe last week called the COVID-19 injection side effects on pregnant women the greatest disaster in the history of obstetrics. Speaking on Dr. Drew Pinsky's Ask Dr. Drew podcast, Dr. Thorpe discussed miscarriages, fetal cardiac arrest, fetal malformation, fetal cardiac arrhythmia, and interuterine growth restrictions caused by placental complications. Dr. Thorpe, who specializes in high-risk obstetrics, said it's completely against science, adding that he will fight it until his last breath. Dr. Thorpe continued, I have a lot of emotional, moral, and ethical trauma from having to see what I've seen, and the devastation and destruction of my pregnant women, my preborn children, my newborn children, and women of reproductive age. I'm very, very angry at this administration and the whole political situation where we as physicians have a formal gag order put on us. Meanwhile, the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices Wednesday voted unanimously to include the COVID-19 injection as part of the Vaccines for Children, or VFC, program. Responding to the vote, America's Frontline Doctors founder, Dr. Simone Gold, said, Despite thousands of reported adverse events and debilitating reactions like myocarditis, the CDC panel unanimously voted to add COVID-19 mRNA shots to the recommended childhood vaccine schedule in the United States. This is truly shocking. A new study using data from 40 national studies has concluded that COVID-19 is less fatal by a factor of 10 than once believed. The study's lead author is Professor John Ioannidis of Stanford University. The study's authors say the information is important because 94% of the global population is younger than 70 years and 86% is younger than 60 years. According to the study, the danger of dying from COVID for the average person below the age of 70 is orders of magnitude lower than the danger of dying in a car accident. For more top news and analysis, go to our website at americasfrontlinenews.com. You've been listening to Mordecai Soames and America's Frontline Doctors' Frontline News.